What's up, folks? This is Tony Brewer. You're listening to Cogitations. Cogitations is the podcast where we think about things, we contemplate them, we turn them over in our minds, and then we discuss them. Daniel chapter 7, verse 28, Daniel writes, Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me, my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. Now, we're not going to keep the matter in our heart. We're going to talk about it. Today, we're going to talk about a listener question that has to do with a wife who won't submit. Before we get into it, I would like to turn your attention to the show notes. There are several ways of supporting us. Look at those there. I would ask you to consider supporting me through digitalbiblestudy.org, digitalbiblestudy.locals.com, or digitalbiblestudy.org. One is $5 a month, one's $2 a month. The reason it's not cheaper than that is because we can't make it any cheaper. That being said, let's get right into our podcast. So the question was asked, and I'm not going to read the the entirety of the comment, but the question was asked, what as a husband can you do if you have a wife who doesn't submit, who, who won't submit to you the way the Bible says submit? Well, that's a good question. And I know that in the past that I have done some content where I've really kind of been hard on the women, and that is because... Uh, in this present distress, in this socio-political climate, uh, the attack has been on men to emasculate men, to feminize men, and I think that that is on purpose. They, are they, the powers that be in this world, are trying to uh, erode the home. If you can erode the home, if you can erode the church, it is very easy to erode the nation. Those three institutions are given by God. Home, church, uh, secular, social government. Now, today I'm not, I'm going to lay off the women here and we're going to be really, really hard on the men because I think this is a good podcast to mitigate some of the things that I've said. When I say mitigate, I'm not talking, I'm, I'm, I'm not backing up. Everything I've said about, you know, it's better to be homeless and, and financially destitute than to be married to a contentious, quarrelsome woman. The single most important decision you can make in your life besides giving your life to Jesus is which woman you marry. I'm speaking to you men now. You heard me talk about the uh, the old preacher story about Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton went back to Arkansas and he saw they, they saw one of Hillary's old boyfriends uh, picking up garbage. And Bill said, just think, if you'd have married him, you'd been the wife of a garbage picker instead of uh, instead of the president. And she said, oh, no, you have it backwards. If I would have married him, I'd still be the wife of a president. It would be you that would be picking up garbage. That is profound. And the reason it, it, it resonates with us is because it's built on truth. If you pick the wrong woman, you've done a, you've done a bad thing. So there's an admonition to ladies, be the right woman. Now, this is to men. The rest of this is for men. Men, you've got to be the right man. Women are hypergamous. They are hardwired from God to uh, partner, to co-bond, to co-bond, to pair bond is the word I'm looking for. They are hardwired to pair bond with someone of equal or greater status than them. So if you want a good, virtuous, Bible woman, virtuous woman, as a Proverbs 31 woman, you have to work on yourself. 
There is nothing you can do to get your wife to submit because one, if you have to make your wife submit, that is not submission and that means you are not worthy to be submitted to. You have to fix yourself. You are the only person you have control over. You have to deal with yourself. My suggestion is if you're dealing with a wife and y'all are having issues and she won't submit, if she won't go to marriage counseling together with you, you cannot force her, you cannot make her, you need to go to counseling and you need to figure out what shortcoming is prevalent in your life and what is causing her not to respect you to where you are worthy of submission. You may be asking too much of her. You may be treating her as if she were a slave instead of a partner. We're going to explore that, and we're going to explore it from Scripture. But let me make this statement first. Submission. I hear this, this idea point, uh, uh, noised abroad. Women are the weaker vessel, so women naturally submit. That is hogwash. We need to get that out of our minds. Women are not the weaker vessel. Let's read here um, in 1 Peter chapter 3. Likewise, you wives, be in submission to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they, are, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning let it not be that of outward adorning, of plaiting of hair, and of wearing of gold, or of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God a great price. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being in subjection unto their own husbands, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. All right, so a lot of times when we talk about the dichotomy of relationship between a husband and wife, we stop there, and we only focus on the women. Women, you got to submit. The, the Bible says submit to your husbands as you would unto the Lord. Yeah, that's good, and that's true. I've already covered that. Let's listen to the next part with the understanding that women are not the, equal, or are not the uh, weaker vessel. Women are not the weaker vessel. And women are not naturally submissive. Listen to the point I'm about to make. Likewise, ye husbands, verse 7, dwell with them according to knowledge. You got to put some time in. You got to understand your wife. You got to understand what makes her tick. You got to understand what she respects. And you got to understand her needs. And you have to fulfill those needs. And you give them honor. Give honor unto the wife. As unto the weaker vessel. That is a simile. That's a comparison using like or as. She is not the weaker vessel, but you give honor unto her as if she were the weaker vessel. You treat her with gentleness. You treat her with kid gloves. You treat her with respect. You treat her as if she's something precious that's fragile and valuable that you want to take care of. She's not weaker than you, boy. If it weren't for her, you wouldn't be alive. If it weren't for the woman, if it were up to men to have babies, there wouldn't be no babies. I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave off of that because I'm getting pretty emotional about it. 
And I, I'm not I'm not shilling for women. I'm not a simp, as the world puts it. But we're we're talking to the man today. Now, you give honor unto her as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. If you don't give honor to your wife, if you don't dwell with her in knowledge, if you don't treat her as if you are both heirs of life, your prayers are going to be hindered. Your relationship with God will be hindered. Why? Because your relationship with each other is hindered. Man, oh man, oh husband, it's up to you. You can't make your wife submit. You have to be worthy of submission. And if your wife is not submitting, then you've got to figure out what you're doing wrong and fix it. And then your wife will take care of itself. Now, why do I say that women aren't naturally submissive? It's because there's a commandment to submit. If women were naturally submissive, there would be no commandment necessary. And God is parsimonious. He's not going to give a commandment for which there is no need. Women are not naturally submissive. Men are not naturally dominant. Men actually, in their natural state, are submissive. Go all the way back to Adam and Eve. What was the problem in the garden? The woman was dominant and the man was submissive. Look at the curse. The woman, in pain, shall bring forth children. Her desire shall be unto her husband. Or excuse me, yeah, her desire shall be unto, unto her husband and he shall rule over thee. That's a copulative relationship. The man has to step up and take the leadership. The sweat of his brow and the strength of his back is going to allow him to provide. He's going to have to be dominant. The, the, the curse from the fall kind of reset and cemented the, the gender dichotomy between the husband and the wife, the roles. So I'm, I cannot say this enough during this podcast. If, if, you're, if, you have a, if you have a wife that's not a virtuous woman, you ha- the only way you can fix that is if you understand and believe it's your fault. You have to fix yourself. What are you doing in your life that you're causing your woman to think so little of you that she will not submit, that she's dominant? You have to be formidable, man. And I'm not talking about physically formidable. Listen, it's no big deal if a six-foot-one, I'm, I'm, I'm a rather large individual, in my prime, I was six foot two, 280 pounds with about an 11% body fat. It's no great feat for me to overpower a woman physically. That's not the kind of formidableness I am talking about. I'm talking about with your character, with your demeanor. You have to be the rock, uh, the rocks along the shore upon which the waves of their emotion break. You have to be the, the, uh, the tower, the lighthouse on the shore that guides them in from a tumultuous, turmoil-filled sea. And if you're not, they're not going to be what they're going to be. Now, that should not be the case. But I don't deal in should and should not. I deal with is and is not. It should not be the case. The commandment in Ephesians chapter 5 is for women to submit, regardless of whether or not their husband loves them as Christ loved the church. It shouldn't be the case that their submission is dependent upon you, but it is. Again, we don't concern ourselves with should and should not. Women are not naturally submissive. 
If you've married a woman who is not submissive, you need to man up. And you don't need to be toxic. No ranting and raving, no kicking and screaming, no yelling, certainly no hitting. You need to learn meekness, and you need to learn how to be formidable, and you need to learn how to raise your station in this life. Get a better job, earn more money, be more respectable in the community. Then your woman will submit to you, but you cannot make her. In fact, if you try to make her, you're in sin. Let's go to Second Cor- or go to First Corinthians. Incidentally, we're going to come back to First Peter three. First Corinthians chapter seven. Let me give you the context. They had some questions about the present distress and about marriage and and women, man and woman relationships, and stuff like that. Well, what if an unbelieving spouse wants to depart from the from their spouse? Listen, verse fifteen, chapter seven. But if the unbelieving depart, let them depart. A brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God hath called us to peace. If your spouse does not want to dwell with you, they are not under the bondage of a slave. That's what that word bondage means. And it's in the aorist tense, which means they are not now, nor have they ever been under the bondage of a slave where you can compel them against their will to do something. So if you have a wife that won't submit, they are not under the bondage of a slave where you can compel them against their will. Now, there's two ways to compel them, and I've seen men do this. Men, if you do this, you're despicable. Two things. One, I have seen men try to make their wives submit through force of arms. I'm not even, I'm not even going to talk about that. You know that's wrong. Number two, I have seen men try to get their wives to submit by explaining to them how evil they are and how much they hate God because they're not following Ephesians chapter 5. All the while, not being cognizant and self-aware of their own shortcomings were how they're violating Ephesians 5 by not loving their wives as Christ loved the church. I cannot reiterate this enough. If you have a question about how to make your wife submit men, you've already lost the plot and you're already outside of the commandments and divine examples and precepts of God. And look, I'm going hard on this because I went hard on the women for two episodes. Men, you got to step up. Husbands, you got to step up. Your wife don't respect you? Go to the gym. Start losing some weight. Get on a bicycle. Start lifting weights. Get a better job. Double down at work. Start being Johnny on the spot. Get a promotion. Pick up a hobby that you're good at. You know, it may not be money. It may be your wife just don't think you're very good at anything. So what do you do? Well, what did you do? Let's, let's think about this. Let's go, to, let's go to the book of Revelation. Here's an interesting formula here. So if a husband is not being treated by his wife the way a wife ought to be treated according to Scripture, again, I need to reiterate, that should not be the case But it is the case that a woman is going to treat her husband with disrespect if he's not worthy of respect. The commandment is for women to submit regardless of whether the man is worthy. So that we're dealing with is and is nots. We're not dealing with should and should nots. 
it shouldn't be the case that the woman is not submissive and quarrelsome regardless of the status of the husband. But if a woman is quarrelsome and a woman is unsubmissive and treats her husband with disrespect and she's contemptuous, if she has a disgust response to you, then it is the case that you can't change that in her. You have to make yourself better so as not to elicit that response in her. Listen to Revelation chapter 2. Under the church in Ephesus, write these things, saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and how thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored, and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Thou hast left thy first love. So the church at Ephesus has left their first love. I don't know exactly what that means. I mean, I know it was Jesus. They left Jesus some way. I don't know how you can leave Jesus and still not have your candlestick taken away. But they did. Listen to the formula about how to return. Husbands, if your wife is not respecting you the way the Bible says for her to respect you, Here's what you do. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent and do the first works. You remember a time in your relationship when she did respect you. And go back, change, repent, change your mind of what you're doing now. Understand that you're going to have to change yourself and then figure out what you were doing back then that she respected you as a man that she considered you someone of equal or greater status than herself. That's hypergamous. I guarantee you, if you do this, you give it enough time, she will start being, even if she's not a godly woman, even if she's not a Christian, she's going to be the feminine, meek, submissive woman that you want her to be. Because you are the very formidable, strong, high-status man of God that you should be. And she will submit to you. She will honor you. She will love you. But you've got to do it, my man. You've got to do it. I know I'm going hard on this. I know this is a hard saying for some people to hear. But I think it's real easy to talk about the women if you're a man. It's real easy for the women to talk about the men, I guess, if you're a woman. You know, I'm, but I've gone for two episodes on how I've gone hard on how women need to shape up in this society. Well, this is for the men. All right. So remember the first works. Remember from where you are fallen, repent and do the first works. So, It might not be that you need to get a promotion at work. It might not be that you need to uh, make more money. That might not matter. Remember, you've got to dwell with this woman in knowledge. Figure out what makes her tick and figure out what makes her attracted to you and figure out what she respects, and you change into that. And if you're not willing to do that, then, then you're just, you're dead in the water because you cannot force her, you cannot compel her to submit. Because that's not submission. 
I guess you can hit. It's kind of like some people discipline kids. I guess you can scream and hit them and 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 smack them around, and and they will, out of fear of negative consequences, give a show of submission. But that's not submission. That's that's compelling through through the bondage of a slave, and your wife, your children, in fact, are not under that kind of bondage. They're not under the bondage of a slave. You can't compel them in that way to to submit, to do what you wanted to do. So figure out what makes her tick, dwell with her in knowledge, and then lean into that. She, she, you may be good at Frisbee golf. Well, start playing Frisbee golf and be the best Frisbee golfer in the world. Come home and tell her how you came in first in the local tournament. You're a champion. Look, don't you remember high school? I'm going to say something very secular that I don't condone. But the head cheerleader always goes to prom and sleeps with the football coach, the football captain, not the football coach. That would be illegal. Think about it. We understand this on a base level. Figure out what what attracts what what is what is attractive to her. Figure out what she respects. And you and you dwell with her in knowledge, and then you have to honor her as if she's the weaker vessel. So you treat her gently. Never make her feel bad about not submitting to you. That's like trying to compel her as if she were a slave. Never make her feel bad about not submitting to you. Never make her feel bad about uh, disrespecting you. You internalize that. She's disrespecting me and she's not submitting to me because it's my fault. There's some shortcoming there. So I'm going to change and I'm going to be the best me I can be. Now, if it is the case that you have your room clean, if it is the case that you have the moat pulled out of your eye, and you've done all you could, and you are fully actualized, and you're the best that you can be, and she's still that way, then we can have a conversation. Here's my suggestion to anybody who is dealing with a spouse who is not submissive, not respectful, not virtuous. Try to get into counseling. Understand that you need to work on yourself. You can't. When you go to marriage counseling with this woman, you're not going to fix her. You're going to fix you. So even if she refuses to go to marriage counseling, you go by yourself with the idea, I'm going to fix me. And at this point, the relationship could be so far gone that she don't want to go to marriage counseling with you. You might not even tell her. You might just, you might just schedule your appointment for like a Tuesday night at 7 p.m. And when you come in from work that day, you may eat supper or whatever, and you may tell her, hey, um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to leave at 6.30. Well, why are you leaving at 6.30? Because I've got an appointment with a therapist, and, and I, I, need to, I need to sort some things out about myself and, and see what she does. I guarantee you, you start doing stuff like that, she's going to want to be involved. Once you start making the effort, that, that's the beautiful thing about this, my men. My men of God, you don't have to achieve it. You just have to be working on it. You don't have to achieve perfection. You just have to be striving. So once you start, 
I guarantee it won't be very long before your relationship starts to change. She might even, like I said, in the beginning, she might be like, I'm not going to marriage counseling with you. You disgust me, you weakling. You think you're a big bad man screaming and hollering and kicking and throwing stuff around, whacking her kids around, screaming at her children, beating them. You want to beat me? I'm disgusted with you. I don't want to go to marriage counseling with you. Oh, okay, so you're serious about this. You've gone to marriage counseling for three weeks? You've gone to therapy for three weeks, rather? How's that working for you? Well, I, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I need to work on, and, you know, I'm, I'm just working on me right now, and I'm, I'm being the best me that I can possibly be. And you don't make it anything about her. She's going to fall into line. She's going to understand that. She's going to see that and see that you're making that effort. And then she'll say, you know what? I think, would it be okay if I go, let's get a babysitter on Tuesday and let me go to therapy with you. And you're going to go to therapy together. And the first night it might stink. You might, a bunch of stuff might come up and y'all might have a knockdown drag out fight, but she's going to come back the next week. And after long, after, after a little bit, what's going to happen is you're going to get a babysitter on Tuesday night. And after the therapy session, y'all are going to go out to dinner and then y'all are going to find some place to go make more babies. And you got me? I hope nobody got offended that I say that, but that's a really cool thing that a husband and wife can do together to patch things up. Not the having the babies, but the making the babies. The having the babies works well, but the making them is much more fun. Anyway, be a high-value man. That's the answer to the question. So let's review. I think I've ranted, but it's okay. Sometimes you need to hear a rant. You cannot make your wife submit because once you make somebody submit, that is no longer submission. Besides which, according to what we read in 1 Corinthians, they were never under that kind of bondage. Therefore, you have committed sin in making them submit. And there's two ways to make them submit. There is through physical intimidation and physical overpowering, which I don't have to get into how deplorable that is. And then there's leveraging what the Bible says about being a submissive woman. Don't do either one of those. If you do those, you're despicable and you got to change. So you cannot make them submit. But how do you fix it? Because let me tell you something. If you're living with a woman that won't be a godly wife and be a virtuous woman, you have a problem. But it's your problem. It's not hers. That doesn't mean that she's right. That just means you can't fix that problem. So you've got to work on yourself. You've got to make yourself a man to whom submission is worthy in her sight. That goes back to 1 Peter 3. You dwell with her in knowledge, figure out what makes her tick, and then you be that. And then you treat her as if she were the weaker vessel, although she is not. You know she's not weak because she's living with your sorry butt. Think about it. And I'm speaking to me. My wife and I have been through this. I know my wife is not weaker than me because she hasn't had to live with me. Or she, I haven't had to, hold on a second, got it backwards. I know my wife is not weaker than me because she has had to live with me. And I don't think I could live with me. You got it? So. 
Treat her as if she were the weaker vessel and something that is precious and worthy to be cherished and taken care of. And you treat her as if she is a joint heir of life, not as if she's a second-class citizen. You see, when you treat her as if she's a joint heir, you're treating her as an equal. You're not, you're not compelling her through any means at all to submit. You are making yourself a, be a high-value male that is equal to or greater than her in status, and you're treating her as an equal. That is how you're going to fix your marriage if you're dwelling with a contentious and quarrelsome woman. Now, because I'm a man, I guess I have to say this. Ladies, be careful how much hell you put your husband through because it's th- th- this process is hard. This process is hard. So if the husband is working on himself the way he should and the wife is working on herself the way she should, it won't be long you will take a marriage that is a particular kind of hell and toxic and fearful that you will have that wonderful marriage that has longevity, that you cherish and honor and love one another, where the husband loves the wife as Christ loved the church and is willing to die for her, and the wife submits to the husband as if he were the Lord. You will have that. But you cannot force it. You can only work on yourself, husband, and be the best husband that you can possibly be. I hope that I've said something here that has been beneficial to you. And again, for those of, for those of you men that are listening to this that might be all triggered, don't think that I'm overly hard on you. Go back and listen to the episodes that I've talked to the women. And I promise you, I have been just as hard on the women. But that's not what this episode was about. The question was, how can a husband make his wife submit when she won't submit? The answer is, he cannot. He needs to figure out the reason why she's not submitting. And the reason why she's not submitting is because he is not, in her eyes, worthy of submission. So he needs to dwell with her in knowledge, figure out what makes her tick, so he can be that man, and then dwell with her as the weaker vessel and and put her on a pedestal as something something that is precious and fragile, and then treat her as an equal heir to life. Folks, if you have any questions about what I've said, I'm willing to discuss it. If you're having problem in your marriage, my wife and I do marriage counseling together. We do couples counseling together. I'm not going to talk to you as harshly as I've talked to you on this podcast. My wife is a licensed professional therapist. Uh, She's licensed in the state of Arkansas, and we do consults and life coaching for couples through Zoom. You can contact her at the Mindful Soul website. It's www.beamindfulsoul.com, and you get one free consultation. And then if, if, it's, if it's something you want to do, if it's something you want to go forward with, I can talk to the husband, she talks to the wife, and then we have sessions where the four of us talk together. All right? And maybe that's something that you'd be interested in. Maybe that's something that'll help you. But I can help you be that high-value man, and I can help you dwell with your wife in knowledge. And I promise you that if, if your wife is willing to go along with it, 
and she gets Labeth to counsel her. Labeth can counsel her to be the virtuous woman about which Proverbs 30, Proverbs 31 speaks. All right. That's the only plug I'm doing here, though. One free consult. The rest is the rest. And Labeth has her price tiers and stuff like that. You'll just have to talk to her. We try to make it a sliding scale so we don't price anybody out of getting the help they need. Anyway, that's all I've got here. This has been Tony Brew with Cogitations. And um, just work on yourself. And that's in anything, by the way. Um, take heed into thyself. You got to take heed into thyself first. Clean your own room first before you try to change the world. Uh, make sure your own life is right before you try to straighten up somebody else's. Um, anyway, that's it. I've, I've tried to close this out three or four times. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please uh, follow us on digitalbiblestudy.locals.org, no, .com, and uh, be a supporter there. And then go to beofmindfulsoul.com and reach out to LaBeth if you're interested in the life coaching and the couples counseling. God bless you. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast. This has been Cogitations. We'll catch you on the flip side.